0: Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's an emergency episode of Corner 3, presented by Mekdine here on a Monday morning in April. Hello, Scott Christofferson. You're on the road. You're on the phone today, so call quality might not quite be as high, but uh, we're making it work because there's a big story that we've got to discuss. Tyrese Hunter has announced he's entering the transfer portal. The Big 12 freshman of the year Uh, made that announcement on Monday or earlier today after a uh, a weekend of speculation, a lot of conversation, uh, especially on our premium board about uh, name, image, and likeness, and things like that. We're going to discuss all of those things here. Uh, but first, Scott, how are you doing today?
1: I, I'm I'm doing okay. It's Monday. It's snowing. It's mid-April, and uh, you know we just lost our our best player. (laughs) So that that's obviously a little bit of a damper in the
0: day, but uh, all in all, I'm I'm doing okay. You guys are probably getting the snow that we got yesterday down here uh, right now, but um, man, yeah, it's a, this is a gut punch of a, of a story, you know, you and I first started talking about this on Friday. I think that's when this kind of got onto everybody's radar Uh, at the time. You know, I don't think anybody really knew 100% what to put, to take away from it. Obviously, we, we had heard a lot about North Carolina uh, and what the possibilities were there. We can discuss that here in a little bit, what our thoughts on that are. But, I mean, this is just a, a slap in the face, I think. Not a slap in the face of reality, you know, where you um, yep. you you find out, how quick how fast this this game has changed this the entire landscape of college athletics and we knew that it all changed a lot but to see Iowa State on obviously the negative side of this uh, man this hit really hard really fast and one of those things that you didn't really see coming but and now you just gotta you gotta live with what the consequences are in the game today I suppose
1: yeah, I think, you know, when you first brought this up to me on Friday night, I mean, I was in disbelief. Uh, kind of still operating, I, I suppose, a little bit in the, the, the mindset that I, that I played in, where, you know, Tyrese had an outstanding freshman year, and I think we all just kind of assumed, well, he's going to be here for two, three more years and probably leave as one of the all-time great point guards in Iowa State history. And we're excited to watch TJ build, you know, two or three teams around him. And the reality of the matter is, every, everybody's on a one-year contract now. Every player that comes into the program, whether you're a freshman or a, a junior, whatever, like it's all one-year deals. And this is uh, obviously a gut punch of a reminder of, you know, we just this is a new era of college basketball with the transfer portal. And the name, image, and likeness, um, I, I'm a fan of both. But it's going to take, I think, some adjusting for fans and their approach to, you know, the assumptions that we make about players. And I think, you know, the, the coaches that are able to adjust to the game that is being played and the programs that are adjust to the game that is being played and play it a little bit better than everybody else will, uh, I think, separate themselves
0: over the, the next half decade or so. Let's talk about the basketball side of this first. Um obviously Tyrese was the centerpiece of everything for Iowa State. Every conversation that you had about the future of the program centered around how you build around number 11. Uh that is now gone. You know, you don't you don't have that centerpiece anymore. What yep. What's the biggest thing in your mind that you're losing right here in in losing Tyrese Hunter? Uh and yeah, what's you, the biggest impact you think for the immediate future?
1: You're losing your, your leader, your tone setter. I think, you know, I, Isaiah was that guy last year for this team, and Tyrese was kind of his, you know, the bat or the Robin to his Batman. And I think we all kind of saw the natural progression like, well, next year, Tyrese is, he's going to be Batman for this team. And, you know, when you play with a guy like that, I mean, he makes everybody else on the court around him better. He inspires confidence in them. He makes them better with his play on the court, and you know we can talk about the where Iowa State goes from here, and 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 I'll I'll give as upbeat of an approach to it as I I think can be had. But the truth of the matter is, you don't just go into the transfer portal and find
0: another Tyrese Hunter. Mm-hmm. That's why this one hurts so much. Yeah, I did see that Tyrese Hunter is now ranked as the number two available transfer uh, by two four seven. Just puts into into perspective the significance, I think, from a basketball standpoint of of this loss. I mean, I I just I think that now you're in a position where you know the first conversation that if you're Iowa State you have to have is do we go and sign another point guard? You know, because you you just got the commitment from Jeremiah Williams, the Temple transfer. Obviously, you're bringing in Taman lipsey who's uh, who is a point guard uh, as a true freshman, but. You know, I don't know that either one of those guys brings that game-changing ability that you would prefer to have from the guy who's your floor general, you know, and you can Mm -hmm. obviously have, you can be a good team with a good steady point guard. Like, don't get me wrong by any means. I'm not trying to say that, but I guess it just, the conversation is, do you think that those two guys and whatever else you do to kind of mix and match there, can that be enough for you to be able to mitigate this loss, you know, and I mean, I, I don't right. think we know. Obviously, Jeremiah Williams has played in the American Athletic Conference uh, for a Temple team that has not been very good the last several years. And then Taman Lipsy has been playing high school basketball. So we just – we don't nope. know. You know, and I, I think that's where – like I said, I think that's where this conversation, if you're ever state, you're TJ and his staff, the first conversation you have is, well, okay, now do we look through the portal? Do we mine the portal and try and find another guy to come in here and play point guard? Because you just – you know, now there's a lot more question marks about that position than what I think you would probably like for there to be.
1: And I think you have to go to the portal and give it a thorough look. I mean, you know, I, I don't think TJ is a guy that's going to just bring in somebody just to bring him in. I mean, it's going to have to be a guy that he thinks can come in and, um, and, and, and make a difference on this team, whether that's, you know, splitting time, with some of the guys that you mentioned, or, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get a guy, you know, a, an alpha type point guard and, and that guy's out there and you can kind of put the pitch on him that, Hey, you can come in here and, and replace what Tyrese gave us last year, you know, playing 35 minutes a game. And, you know, we need that alpha playmaker. Uh, I, I think you got to go to the portal and, and give it a good thorough look and, and probably bring in another guy. And um, you know, the good news is, there's never been uh, an easier, more flexible era to rebuild your roster in college athletics either. So, you know, you give up the security of having guys traditionally more stay for three or four years, but you also, it's easier to plug in and fill holes quicker than it was, for example, than when I played.
0: What, from your perspective, what, I think there's going to be a lot of fans out there who look at this move and, and say, why would I even be invested in college athletics anymore? You know, and I think that's probably a fair yep. converse- conversation to have a lot of what made college sports fun was the, you know, it being younger guys, guys who weren't doing it, you know, in air quotes for the money and things like that. Uh, but I, I don't know, man, I, yeah. I don't, I would, I do think that that's been something I've kind of been grappling with over, over the weekend was just this idea that, and I I get that it's changed. I'm not against that. It's changed, but man, you sit there and it's like, this is, this is not the college sports that, you know, and and I think that in the long run will be a good thing, but I think it just is one of those things that every time you see things like this happen, it just, you, it gets brought back into clarity. Like, Holy shit. This is like a whole different ball game, you know? And, um, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, I think now if you're Iowa State, there there has to be some significant moves made to get yourself into a position to, you know, you're never going to be Kentucky. You're not going to be Arkansas. You're not going to be North Carolina. But you got to be competitive, you know, and you've got to be able to do something to keep yourself relevant. And obviously this is the way that the yep. game is played now. And I, I just think that that is something that a lot of, especially older fans, are probably going to have to grapple with over the next several months or several years as this thing kind of shakes out of the loyalty, the uh, passion for your school, those kinds of things don't matter near as much as what they did, shoot, two years, right. ago, you know, let alone 10. Yeah.
1: Well, in, and I think, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm a little old older school, old soul kind of a guy. I grew up you know, with the very romantic idea about college athletics and, and love the tradition and the pageantry of it. Um, and so I, I do feel for, you know, those those that have that kind of view of college basketball, that wholesome view of college basketball. But I think the reality of it is is that, and this happened a long time ago, but, I mean, college basketball is not, and college football are not, you know, these uh, not-for-profit, you know, there's a lot of money being made is where I'm going with this. This is a, it's oh, yeah. a big business. And
0: that's what, that's what in, I was going to say. In, in, sorry in, to cut you off. In college athletics. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Go no, ahead. I to say, sorry to cut you off. I think the reality is a lot of these things have been happening for a long time. They were just right. under the table before you didn't hear about them. Or if you did hear about them, there right. were a lot of, uh, it was a lot of speculative things. Now we know they're happening. Yep. You have a pretty solid idea of how much money is being tossed around. And it takes away some of the, uh, you know, whatever tinted glasses ro- that you had like on. The, ro- that, the yeah. romantic, the romantic idea of, uh, of yes. amateur athletics. Yes, that's that is yeah. gone now, I think, is it is what yep. a, a lot of people will be grappling with. The, am- the idea of amateurism was a joke before, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but it's like dead now. And I think that that's what a lot of Iowa State fans who had not seen this hit home yet just found out. You know, yes, and,
1: and I would also say, you know, look, if we were fortunate enough to land a transfer of Tyrese's caliber, I don't think anybody would be wallowing around saying NIL's ruining college athletics. We would all be celebrating that we're going to be a top 15 team next year. So we're obviously tasting the, the bad side of it, but we do have the ability to find some prominent transfers too. Um, I don't know if it'll happen this year, but in future years like that, that can happen for us. I think it's important to remember that I think the, the pros of NIL and the pros of the transfer portal outweigh the cons, but anybody who thought that there were not cons to, or negative sides to NIL and the transfer portal, I think was maybe a little misguided I, I still think that this is a good thing. And I will say, I'll put my positive spin on this. TJ Otzelberger is, has a plan. I guarantee you he has a plan and he's hard at work at getting this plan in motion. He's also very good at adapting and adjusting to what is rather than being consumed by how it should be. I don't know who they're going to bring in. I don't know. The, the, we don't. I, I talk to him periodically, but we do not discuss those sorts of things. He will play this game really well. He will make adjustments to short, you know, to, to things that happen like this in the way that he approaches recruiting and a, approaches coaching. He will make those very quickly, and I am confident that over time, he th- this we will experience more pros of this than we will the cons under him because. He excels as a recruiter, and he excels at adapting to change. And I, I think that as hard as it is to stay positive about that today, I would just encourage people to remember that about him.
0: And I think, too, the reality is that something like this happening, like I said, it it's a wake-up call in a sense. I imagine Iowa State is going to become a lot more organized in their efforts with NIL. Yes. Uh, yes. This is going to become a much more proactive thing than what it has been previously. Because this goes to show, in some sense, you're showing up to a no-holds-barred, whatever weapon you want to bring, fight with nothing, more or less. A butter knife, you know? We, some, we some should never from assume that a player's coming back. Yeah. yeah. And never it, assume that a player's coming back. You know, we love selling the shirts for guys. That's chump change compared to what guys are going to be – are actually making out there, apparently, you know? Right. And – that's where I say like something's gonna have to change here, and Iowa State's not gonna compete at the top end. Just and that was something that Chris and Brent, I thought they had a really good conversation on their podcast last night. And if you you know go back and listen to that, I think uh, it's worth a it's worth a listen. Iowa State's not gonna compete at the very top, but man, you can compete pretty close to where Iowa State I think has competed for a long time, as far as in in, in the recruiting sense. Yeah, you
1: don't have to throw out hundreds of thousands of dollars to recruits to have success in college athletics and in college basketball in particular. And I think, look, we're, we're entering, you know, we've entered into a new, a new era, a new stage. We'll see how this goes, but I, I don't know where Tyrese is going and I don't know how much he's getting. And this isn't specifically aimed at, at him. This is more just talking about this topic of NIL high profile recruits getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't think of any sport where it was just as simple as throw a ton of money at a bunch of young people that have a lot of talent and it just solves everybody's problems. Last year, we were in the, 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 the transfer portal era, the NIL era. We had a 15 seed go to an elite eight. We had numerous uh, double digit seeds, make it to the sweet 16. It's nice to be able to throw some NIL money out there to, to entice some prospects to come, but the pieces have got to fit. They've got to gel and mesh together. The coaches have got to push the right buttons and develop the players. There's a lot more to it than just, oh, the top 20 programs are now just going to spend a fortune to win a national title. The rest of us can just go home and check out. I, I, I don't subscribe to that idea. I think you'll see these programs that have spent a lot of money on, on prospects. Guess what's going to happen to that coach when they spend a million dollars on their roster and it doesn't go the way that it should. Guess yeah, so what's going to happen to those businesses or whomever is putting this money out there that does it for ten years at a, you know, a high at a, a Texas or a, a Baylor wherever the case may be, and they don't go to a Final Four. I do think you'll see some adjustments to this where it won't like right now it's the new shiny toy and everybody wants to play with it, but not you can't ten teams can't win the 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 championship next year and twenty of them can't go to the Final Four. So I think you'll start to see the market correct itself in time where, yeah, there'll be NIL. And that's why I think it's a good thing for these young guys to be able to to make some money. And and maybe in Tyrese's case, maybe it's a life changing amount of money. I don't know. I hope it is for his sake, but I, I, I do think that we are just getting kind of the first wave of this. And I think there'll be a lot of things that play out. And I think there'll be adjustments along the way. I think Iowa state just needs to move forward, adapt to the new change but they don't have to like Iowa state shouldn't try to be Duke or North Carolina in NIL or Kentucky be Iowa state, have a certain flavor and brand that you want to bring to the table that you offer recruits, be true to your fan base and the community, but just, yeah, move forward and, 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 and play the game. But you, you know, it's like we could be the Oakland A's of major league baseball, I guess is kind of where I'm trying to go with that.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to put it. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is that the Oakland A's also have continued to lose their best players to all the teams that have the money, you know, and that's what thats what will be frustrating is what. what is there to prevent this now from ha- – you know, what if Eli King comes out, and I'm just throwing a name out there. What if one of these yeah. freshmen comes out and has – one of these freshmen comes out and has just a ridiculous freshman year, you know, like has a really, right. really good freshman year. What's to stop someone from throwing – 500000 750000 a million dollars or whatever it is at them. Nothing. Nothing. And that's, yeah, that and, is that is where I think the biggest issue with – my biggest issue with this thing lies is that now not only can you do this, but you can – in your back channel ways of working through handlers or brothers or coaches or AAU coaches or whatever it may be, the your best friends, second cousins, uh, uncle – hairdresser and whatever that is, like, wh- however you want to do it, like work your way through this thing and cheat <laughs> that like, that is cheating to do it when someone right. is signed to somebody else and is not in the transfer portal, that's cheating. And like, that has to be called what yeah. it is, but if they're not going to do anything yeah. about it, then it's not going to stop. And that's where there has to be well, some sort. At some point there has to be rules because even in the NFL, in major league baseball, in, in the NBA, there are things that are in place that prevent teams from just going over the head of the rules or of all those things and just taking people, you know, like the mm-hmm. n- there's no doubt that the New York Yankees could pay, you know, throw whatever baseball player out there, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Or, uh, you know, whoever else, these young guys, they could pay him way more than who whatever team they're on, but they can't do that without them being a free agent or out without them being traded or something yep. like that, you have to give something up if you're going to trade to the, the other team right now, you can just lose your players. And that's not just Iowa state. That's any school that's small like this. I I think this, these kinds of things need to be wake up wake up calls for a lot of people. If you think this can't happen to your school, then you're lying to yourself, you know? Well, it can happen, it can happen to anybody, anybody, but I also think, you know, like how do so how do you combat
1: that? Well, I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is, you know, for like Iowa State in particular, every year there are, I don't know how many, we'll say 25 to 50 kids that go and play at Temple or VCU, a couple of schools we just got some good-looking prospects Mm -hmm. from, or other mid-major programs, and they have a really nice freshman or sophomore year. I would think that Iowa State would probably put the full-court press on trying to find guys like that, Yep. to come and play in the Big 12, in the best country, league in the country, and they're not getting $500,000 or $750,000 or whatever it is from the Blue Blood programs, but they're really, really good college basketball players who can lead you to a Sweet 16 or an Elite 8, but they're not NBA lottery prospects. I would think that that would be something that you will see TJ adjust to pretty quickly. And, if he are, and I could say you probably could make the case he already has. Um, The other thing, you know, and and we'll just throw Tyrese out there because the rumor that I had heard, and I have no idea how true it is or not, but for a second we're just going to assume that it is, that he's getting over a half million dollars to go to North Carolina. This Again, we're just playing hypothetical so that we have something to talk about. I have zero idea if there's any truth to this or not. But so you pay a 19-year-old kid that much money to come in, be a part of your program. Well, what happens if Tyrese goes to North Carolina and – turns out to be a guy that plays at the pinnacle of his career at North Carolina like 22-25 minutes a game and he's a he's a a good fourth or fifth option for you but he's he's not an NBA lottery pick he's not a second team All-American next year I'm not saying that I think that about Tyrese he definitely has the ability I'm just saying this will happen well now you just spend a boatload of money to bring in a kid that really didn't move the needle for your program. Like how many times are schools and and businesses going to get on board with doing that before they say, you know, maybe it's not just as simple as throwing large sums of money and, and just assuming we're going to go to the final four, or that's going to put us over the, the edge in the national title game. I mean, there are a very small number of players, in my opinion, that are worth, a half million dollars, for for example, to a college basketball program. If I'm being honest, that's just my opinion. But I just think that the number of players that are worth that is very small. Yeah, I think I know people may disagree with me and say I'm missing something, and I, there's plenty of room for disagreement in this conversation. It's a new conversation, but those are kind of
0: two things that I was thinking about this weekend as we were talking about this. I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to be making a lot of money. That is probably, they're probably not worth it. (laughs) You know, and I'm not saying that's what the case is with Tyree. And how long will that go on for, you know, how long will that go on for, I guess is my point. Right. And that's the thing. Like, even when guys, you know, even when Cam Newton got $200,000 to go to Auburn or whatever it was, not every guy on Auburn's roster was getting paid, you know, like now if everybody has to be paid, then all of a sudden, you know, if you're going to pay everybody a million bucks and you're going to have, you got 13 scholarship players and you got, okay, so you're $13 million into your roster now, you
1: know, like. Well, what does it do to the dynamic of the locker room? You know, you got an 18 or 19 year old kid making 500 grand, let's say, or 750 grand and the rest of the roster is making a combined $20,000 or something like that. And the coaches, you know, like it's different managing and coaching, when that dynamics in there and some coach, like I'm not saying that everything about it is bad. I'm just saying that it's not just a surefire. Oh, this solves all our problems and we're going to win more games now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that, you know, Doug Gottlieb just tweeted, he was actually responding to something that Matt Norlander from CBS sports said, he said, uh, you know norlander's talking about how t- people like Tyrese should be able to transfer without restrictions all these kinds of things and gottlieb says because it's complete bullshit matt how do you recruit a kid coach him sign him believe in him play him he plays well team plays in the tourney and he leaves with no reper- repercussions if you think this is healthy for the sport or for young men you are lost i think there's some some elements of truth to that where Yep. This is, I don't think in the long run, this is going to be good for college athletics. You know, like I don't think this is going to do anything to help grow the game. I think there's a lot of people who are going to be turned off by this. And I think that people who want to watch people play for money are going to watch the best people play for money. I, if I'm, if it's agree. all going to be about the money, I'd rather watch the NBA. They're, the players are better. The basketball is better. You know what I'm saying? Like the people watch it, college athletics
1: because of the pageantry. And the the romantic yes. idea of amateur athletics, that's a big. Th- why does the G League not really have a following? Right. I mean, why, I'm not. Why, why are there no are some, die hard... know, Blue blood NBA fans out there? But like, they do not have a following like college basketball does, even are, though they have more talent.
0: Why are there no no diehard minor league baseball fans? You know, like it's not the best baseball. Why would I be a fan of that? You know, it's just all about getting people to the yeah. next level, and that and that's what it comes. I. I It's a slippery slope there. It is a very slippery slope. There's a lot of things here that are a lot of layers of this conversation that I think are just are very hard to answer right now, because it, like I said, it's the wild West, man. There are no rules out here. Basically do whatever you want, you know, like throw whatever money you want to throw out there. If you want to make those kinds of investments, then that's on you. That's your call. Do what you want to do. And I think, I think it's unfortunate. It's bad for the health of college sports. I don't think it will do anything to help college sports in the long run, but I'm glad that the, but again, I think it is good for the kids to have the freedom to make the money. I think it is good for the kids. I'm 100% behind that. But I think that there Mm -hmm. is going to come a point where we're going to sit here and we're going to say, you know what, we should have done a better job of setting ourselves up and being prepared for this and not being just forced into it one day. And now here you go free for all we're going to look back at this and be like we, we could have done this better
1: i hope and i also think that five years from now or 10 years from now the portal and nil will not be the new shiny toy that everybody wants to show off and i think that it could serve a positive purpose for college athletics like trey jackson's a great example right he was probably operating under the idea that tyrese was going to be back wasn't going to get to play a lot as a senior, gets to move a little closer to home, play right away, and probably gets to play a much more prominent role for Western Carolina next year than he would have at Iowa State, doesn't have to sit out a year. I think the portal can be a good thing for a guy like that. Or you go to Iowa State because TJ's the coach, TJ either leaves for another job or gets fired, and now you can open your recruitment back up after your freshman year without having to sit out a year. I think it could be really good for that. NIL, like, I think if you're Caleb Grill and you make $10,000 over four years at Iowa State or over four years wherever you play in NIL, so you get a little something along the way for the fire up the grill shirts or whatever the case may be, I think that if we can find a, a happy medium where more and more kids are getting to do things like that, that could be really good for college athletics. I agree. If it just becomes you know, who's got the most guys in oil, who's got the, which school's got the most guys on Wall Street, and we're just going to start bidding on players every year, then, then I agree with you. I think people will be very turned off by that. If every year we've got 3,000 kids or 2,000 kids entering the portal and transferring almost becomes like sexy in a way where it's like, it's cool to transfer. And we're not really thinking about well, are you you know, are you committing to anything? Are you are you fighting and persevering through adversity, or are you just quitting every time and and going to, to somebody else that will, will sell you on the same things this coach sold you on? Then I think that the transfer portal will will be a negative for college athletics.
0: You you know but who I, I feel think we bad about? Give this thing some time. You know who to, I feel to, bad to for? At. I feel bad for right now. I feel bad for kids that are under the radar type of recruits not top 100 are not top yep. 200 whatever that are just looking to try and play ball because those kids are going to yep. lose a lot of opportunities in this stuff you know there's going to be a lot or a lot more kids and don't in like yep. they're going to get opportunities i'm telling you right now the talent level at division 2 II, division 3 naia and junior college is going to increase exponentially over the next several years because there's going to be a lot of kids there's gonna be a lot of schools that more or less stop recruiting high school kids i think like that why it's interesting
1: i i thought i actually thought about the specific point you made and i and i i follow your your view on it you know um why why take on a freshman that's not ready to play right away when the odds that he's going to stick it out for three or four years might not be high i i get that I also wonder if there will be schools like a Butler under Brad Davidson. Uh, Or it was, did I say the last name right? Did I get the last name Yeah, Brad Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens. Sorry, Monday, um, who will make a living out of sniping out. And and I'll throw myself into this category. I would have not been a big NIL guy. I mean, I, you know, good enough college basketball player, but certainly wasn't a, a needle mover but like there is a value in having players like that in your program that are going to be for your guys. I wonder if there'll be some programs that really embrace that. And it takes them a couple of years to build up their inventory of players, right? Where you've got, you're graduating three or four kids every year, bringing three or four new ones in and, and maybe try to, you know, corner the market on those types of players you're referring to. I, I certainly don't have the answer as to how that will play out, but I do think there's kind of two schools of thought there.
0: Yeah, and that's why, that's why I say, I mean, I think, you know, I think that the Division three schools and, and things like that are going to really benefit from this just because there are going to be so many more high school kids that don't get opportunities to go and play D1 because it's more or less the same kids that just get cycled through. By, and, you know, who knows if they'll play four years there. But, you know, you go and play two years really well at the Division three level, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to go up to another level. And I'm going to enter the portal, and I'm going to go Division one you know and the whole Which cycle I starts over positive again. for yeah yeah i, I think that's good for kids i think that's that's good, for kids. For, that's, basketball. That's good yeah. for kids it just is there's gonna be a lot fewer high school kids i think that have opportunities to go to school for free for four years you know
1: like i i agree it's you know especially if you're you know it, you get to know the kid and you're not there's not when 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 you're 18 years old and you have access to the transfer portal right it's like the moment you start to hit a little adversity, most kids are going to think, well, it's not me. It's the coach. So I'm going to the portal. And I think as a coach, you probably will adjust like who you trust enough to stick it out and ride through you when, when they hit some adversity or things don't go their way. But I don't know. I don't, you know, my guess would be, it probably won't be all of one of it, all of one point of view I put on it and it probably won't be all of what you said. It'll probably be a balance and, watch that play out for the next five years. Cause I, I don't have
0: the crystal clear answer of how that's all out today. Yeah. All right, buddy. I don't know what more we even have to to discuss on this topic. Obviously it will be a developing story, but um, well, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk about it with the, here in the middle of the day. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace.